Hey, Slacker friends, welcome to episode 20 of season three of Saints for Slackers. It's Lisa Martinez, the founder of Little with Great Love and your podcast co-host. Hey, let's party like it's 1999 because we have a whole group here today. We are super excited. I am first before we get into why this is such a special podcast, going to turn it over to our spiritual mom, contributor, speaker, Tammy McCarthy to lead us off in a prayer. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we just come before you ever grateful for being able to be instruments of your love and of your truth to so many. Lord, I just ask that you be in our presence today as we just talk about these glory stories of what you're doing in our lives and what you will do and have done in the lives of others. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this space. Help us to speak words of wisdom, words of peace, and words of grace over all those who are listening today. Pray a special prayer of gratitude for all of our guest contributors and those who have really shared their hearts through this season of Little With Great Love. Pray for the families of all those who've contributed in the past as well, Lord. And we welcome in great anticipation what you have in store for us for 2023. Mother Mary, we ask that you just place us under your mantle of care, draw us ever closer to your most immaculate heart. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Today's podcast is sponsored by Hey Slackers, we want you to be saints. That's why Patrick Poulos started Saint of the Month subscription boxes. Each month offers a journey with one saint containing weekly gifts that inspire you to do radical things like the saints did. It's like Christmas every month. Go subscribe to Saint of the Month. Thank you so much, Tammy. Well, this super special episode we've been planning for a couple months. So it's it's so fun to be here at this point. And I cannot believe we're at the end of the season. Uh, we started planning this like back in August, and then the rollout started in October of getting all the pieces together for this. So cool to be able to video this, to be able to offer um, a video finale with some of our special friends from this season. So since it's our season three finale, we had to pull out all this, all, you know, all the stops and host the live Zoom party. Um, And so we have members of our team present and you guys are going to get to meet all of these wonderful people. Uh, We also have a sponsor and um, podcaster, guest podcaster, and then we have another guest podcaster with us. We might have a couple more people um, popping in throughout the night. We'll just see. Um, So we're also celebrating the third anniversary of the uh, 
founding of Little With Great Love, our restoration ministry. So I'm super excited. Three years ago, who had any clue that we were on the precipice of a worldwide pandemic right before launching an online restoration ministry? It's like the Holy Spirit had like some kind of clue or something, because obviously I had no idea. Um, And so some of these lovely faces were with us in the beginning. Some of us have come to us through the Holy Spirit, um, through, um, through the time that we, since the past three years. Um, so it's, it's so fun to be able to see how God has worked over these past three, past three years. And I'm so happy to be able to do this on our third anniversary. Um, we thought that Epiphany would be the great point to be able to do this, not just because it's the end of the season, but it's the culmination of everything we were doing this Advent, right? So uh, if you if you didn't listen to my episode 19 epiphany that just dropped, that's like the perfect slacker thing to do. That's all right. We'll kind of give you the recap here. Um, but epiphany, I feel like is underrated, guys. I mean, it. we're so excited about Christmas. We then, you know, kind of everybody just you know, tosses their tree in the secular world a couple of days after they're ready to move on. No, we're living in the active of Christmas here. Um, and then it all builds up to epiphany, um, which is manifestation, right? So this is when the word became flesh, God dwelt among us, and everything changed at this point in history forever. So um, it's a perfect time to get together to kind of share what epiphanies that we had throughout the season, right? Because Although we were leading you through with our content and sharing stories of the saints and uh, about the different Sundays of Advent, we also were journeying through Advent. And it's a chance for all of us to come together tonight to be able to share what epiphanies God gave us during this time. So uh, for those of you that aren't live and you're listening to this later, we're going to have this on our YouTube, the video, so you can see our faces um, and you can check that out at Little With Great Love YouTube channel. And we'll put a link in the notes. Uh, But before I start introducing our guests here and having them come on, um, let's briefly recap again what we're going to be talking about with Epiphany. The Feast of Epiphany is also known as Three Kings Day, right? Because we had the Magi. And this celebrates the revelation that Jesus was the Son of God. And this illuminates everything we've been doing, Advent and during the Christmas season. But the star, right, the star that they followed, that was not the Epiphany. (laughs) It's Christ. That was the Epiphany, right? Um, The King. And he's the manifestation of the Savior that, that we have been waiting for, that we were promised. So the word Epiphany is a manifestation of truth. And the way that Bishop Barron describes it, he had a really great episode. If you guys didn't catch it, I can also put a link to that. Um, just dropped for Epiphany is that um, something that has appeared, but in a very intense way. So it's not just something that's getting our attention, but it's revealing something of enormous significance to us. So it's a ba- it's a breakthrough, a breakthrough. It's a powerful way that God speaks to us. So that's what we're going to be sharing tonight. What kind of epiphanies do we have? What kind of breakthroughs do we have through this season? And I'm going to wait to go to the end. Um, we had, my husband and I had a near-death experience during this season and I had a big epiphany <laughs> through that. So um, hang out to the end because I'm going to share about that. So we have members of our team present. We have some sponsors present. And we have guest co- podcasters present. And I'm going to start with somebody that was so pivotal in this season that we could not have done it without our editor, 
Caitlin Pazaka, who also was our artist, who normally in the past we've had all of these beautiful uh, photographs or renderings of the saints and all of our artistic renderings this season came from Caitlin. So Caitlin, I would love for you to briefly introduce yourself. Uh, if you could talk a little bit about the art too, because that was just amazing to see that come together in like two weeks, I think. <laughs> and then yeah. also share about your epiphanies if you would. So I'm Caitlin Pazanka, like Lisa said. Um, I am a writer primarily. I'm also an artist. I share my art at Heart to Sacred Heart. And yeah, I don't know. I had an idea about it would be fun if I painted all of the saints for the season of Saints for Slackers, because all of the paintings I do are a prayer. And it's like a prayer for the person who is doing that saint, but also like prayers for everybody that will touch throughout this journey. So like, it was just an idea. I thought, okay, Lord, if you want me to do it, you'll make it happen. And then I think I suggested it to Lisa. <laughs> and I don't even think you were fully on board, but then I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's definitely not very slackerish. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, know, I, 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 I feel like I had a mom answer, which was like, if this doesn't interfere with your homework, I'll <laughs> And this won't interfere with your editing. Sure. Why don't you try to squeeze in painting all the saints in like two weeks? Okay, sure. Well, I did. I finished all the editing really quick first and then I yeah. painted the saints. I definitely was like Caitlin, like, because I would have been the one who had to create like the original like renderings and the photos for the graphics. I'm like, Caitlin, it'd be wonderful. It would be wonderful if like we had some art that I could use as the graphics. So I remember that. Definitely. So you got them done. Kudos to you. And then you also not only edited all of the scripts for this season and did the paintings, but you also picked up one of the saints. And how did that even happen? That was kind of spontaneously that you just wrote something. Yeah, well, see, I wanted to jump in on one of the saints and I kept asking like, Lord, can it be one that I really like so I don't have to do any research? <laughs> And then it was St. John, who is my favorite. Well, he's one of my favorite saints. It's in my top 15. That sounds a lot more like something I would say. Like, given this thing I already know about, I can make this really simple, really quick, you know, yeah. keep my slacker title. Solid slacker. Mm -hmm. Solid slacker move. But it's also like we had so many... Like people that we had lined up that kept falling through that like there was a point in the season where I didn't know which saint it was going to be that I was going to end up taking. <laughs> <laughs> so it was clutch. I mean, you I ended up just seeing you just add a script and said, I don't know if we have somebody doing St. John or not, but this just came to me. And so here you go if you need it. It, it was like so non-committal. Like uh, all of a sudden, a script popped out. Oh, here it is. And, and if you need it, you have it. And if you don't, okay. It was after a night where I had edited a bunch of scripts in a row too. So like I was inspired by what I was reading. And I thought, I'm just going to write something because 
I don't have a script that I've edited for this. So if somebody else has turned it in, then we can go with that. If nobody ever gets us a script for this, then you can use mine. It ended up all working out. Now, um, so we, we spoke a little bit about that, but what about epiphany? What epiphany or epiphanies did you have throughout this Advent season? I think it was like the biggest one was that the saints, like I was wondering going into the season, how this was going to be one cohesive story. And I don't even think I got it while I was editing everything. Cause I was so deeply in each saint and then moving on to the next saint. But then like looking at the season as a whole, it's like every single saint is completely unique, but there's also like their stories are also in a different sense. They're exactly the same story. Like they're people who loved God so much that that love overflowed to everybody around them and people recognize that sanctity. So it's just the same story that God keeps telling over and over and over again, but he's using different people. That's profound. <laughs> that the story could each be unique and same and this, you know, at the, at simultaneously, how can that happen? But it's because the the object of their love was was the same. And the reason why that they lived that way was because of the object of their love, you know, because it was Jesus. You know. So that's beautiful. Any other epiphanies you want to share? Should we uh round robin it? Not any that I remember right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I also want to bring on um it was I think. You were one of the first sponsors, but definitely one of the first um, that uh, we had just met and we met through Catholics Online, a group that we both belong to. And it just like had one conversation. We're like, let's support each other. Let's collaborate. And Patrick was just all in. Patrick Poulos with uh, Saint of the Month. It was so great to learn about Saint of the Month. And I was so happy that like, you were one of the first ones to kick off this season. So Patrick, why don't you give yourself uh, a little intro, tell us a little bit about seeing up the month and then let's get into epiphanies. Yeah. Thank you. I I'm Patrick Pilas. And um, when Lisa called me, I was like, well, you know, our ministry is just like, you know, they're, they're very similar. Um, the goal of, of making scenes and um, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful thing um, to be able to, be a podcaster and to feature St. Andrew on the, on the podcast. I just had a blast. It was just a lot of fun. And, um, so St. of the month is a subscription box company that I started five years ago, five and a half. And, um, and each month we feature a new saint and they come in really beautiful boxes. I've got a couple examples here. And actually, um, I chose St. Andrew. I was like, Lisa, can I do St. Andrew? And I was like, because that's the saint that we were uh, doing for um, for December, December's box. And so here we have uh, the St. Andrew box. Um, and you can see it comes like in a crate. And um, and inside the boxes, there's all kinds of all kinds of cool gifts, um, you know, including a brochure and different kinds of um, you know, beautifully designed bags and some of these um bags my my wife designed. Um and one of the 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 first week of the St. Andrew box, we got a um a beautiful um prayer chaplet for um a novena for um St. Andrew. And, and St. Andrew's novena is actually um starts 
on the 30th of November, but um, it goes all the way until Christmas. So it's really, it's extra long. It's more than nine days, like most typical novenas. And um, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful prayer. And, and I just had a, had a ton of fun um, doing St. Andrew and, and part of, I think, I think uh, when I was, when I was researching St. Andrew, um, it was uh, a lot about his strength and, and like Caitlin said, like saints are unique and, and, and I see, you know, and, and, and actually I was, is, is funny that you said that because I was actually praying that last night, the idea of unity and diversity. So there's so, so we're so unified as Catholics, but you know, there's no two same Catholics out there. And, and, um, you know, as much as culture wants you to be the same as a, a different person, like being a saint is so, so unique and, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, um, when I was researching St. Andrew, I, I noticed like the strength that all saints have a, a powerful in, interior strength. And, um, it, it comes from the Holy spirit and, and from, uh, loving Jesus, um, that, that helped me realize that's kind of what God has been speaking to me lately. Um, uh, I, I, when, when Pope John Paul II died, I quickly, we all, we all, I was on a retreat and we quickly prayed a rosary for him and we were walking around and, um, at, at the retreat center that he actually came and visited, um, back in world youth day in, in Denver. So I'm in Colorado and uh we were praying the rosary at the same place that he would he walked so many years ago knowing that he was near death and uh after the rosary we hear later on that he died and we calculated that he died at the same time that we were praying the rosary for him um and it was just a really powerful experience uh because the saints they they reach out to us they touch us and a lot of people say the saints find you you know and um you know, I went through some really difficult times in my life. Like I kind of alluded to in the, in the podcast a little bit. And, um, I was going through a lot of turmoil. Um, I, you know, a spiritual battle as well. And, um, and there was a, a, a moment that I was praying before, um, after receiving Christ in, in, um, in, on Sunday mass, I was kneeling and praying. And I all of a sudden felt like JP two, his, his um um priestly robe being um laid down on me and i and i i kind of intuited that like this this is from jp2 is a, a gift and i i know it sounds kind of strange but i i really felt that that was jp2's presence and and in a time when i felt insecure and almost like spiritually naked i felt like jp2 was clothing me and so it's really beautiful to see how the saints uh, can reach out to you and, and, and touch your life in a, in a special way. And so what happened, um, to me this time is I, I heard that Pope Benedict was, um, was sick again. So immediately I, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta start praying rosary. And so I, I prayed a rosary for him and, um, I was, I was a little bit troubled. I was, I was anxious. I was, I, I was like, at, as in the face of death, many people, uh, maybe because we know that we are finite and that our time will come to an end. You know, will we be remembered? Um, will, will, um, you know, will our actions be, be holy enough and, and will we be saints is that was the questions that were going on in me. 
And um, it really made me unstable. But I, um, after prayer and after uh, journaling it on it, I realized that, um, you know, this, the strength of the saints and, and, and um, the power of, of, you know, everything in, in life is meaningless um, in, in the, in the face of death, like everything is just, um, you know, uh, pointless. And what is great about it is that we're called to be holy and that's all that matters. And so I came to that realization. That was my epiphany. It was like, yeah, we're all called to be saints. And, and my ministry of, of teaching people about, uh, saints every month is just, is powerful. There's hundreds of people that receive our boxes and I'm just so blessed to, to be part of this ministry that teaches people about the saints. Um, my wife and I, we just, we just uh, designed a, a card game that's called eye of the needle. Um, and it's, it's, it's just beautiful to be able to create products like this, that um, enhance our Catholic faith. Here's here. We had a, a mother Teresa box um, and we have, we've done over um, 50 plus saints in, in the last five and a half years. Um, maybe 60 or coming to 60 or 70. Um, and it's just, um, it's a whirlwind, like designing, designing the bags every week and, and trying to, um, figure out gifts to go with it. And also we have goals that we challenge you to be a holy as well. So, um, yeah, I just, I love it as much, you know, it's, it's our, it's, it's more of a ministry than a business and to teach people about the saints. That's why, Lisa and I, I think um, the the Saints for Slackers and the same month had so so many connected visions that I was just so glad to be a part of this podcast this season. Oh, thank you, Patrick. It, it was really just one of those little heavenly, you know, delights that came down. It was a no brainer. It was like, absolutely, let's uh, collaborate. And so Patrick sponsored um, and, and helped. So our sponsors, you know, um, we had about five this season. Um, they actually made this podcast possible. Um, so Patrick was one of the generous sponsors through financial contribution that helped um, fund the podcast so that we could do this again. So thank you so much. And um, I loved when you talked about St. Andrew's strength. And I loved, um, I particularly loved that novena that goes, and it is a long one that goes from there till Christmas. Um, but I have really some special memories around that. So thank you so much. For that, Patrick, um, it was a great contribution to this season. All right. I want to bring on um, another uh, pivotal player in our podcast um, from the team, and that's Alyssa Sanchez. Um, she also happens to be my niece, but she's an incredible um, young lady. And um, she does all our social media and she works with um, Tati on that now. And um, she also is a contributor. So she does the blogs and she does the podcasts and she helps me with all the designing of the swag. So Alyssa, any other points of interest you want to share in your bio and then hop in right with us on your podcast and your epiphanies. Yeah. So hi, everybody. Alyssa here. I've been... Um, part of Little with Great Love since day one. And so I can't believe like today's three years of doing this. It's been crazy. 
Um, I've been a niece to Lisa forever. So it's like, it was just like, hey, join me. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so it's just been wonderful to um, be able to grow in like this gift of, of social media and marketing and to kind of have this ministry feed into my life. Whereas now I'm kind of taking that route of social media marketing in my professional life. So it's just, it's had more fruits um, than I thought that it ever would. Yeah. So um, my episode this year was uh, St. Genevieve, um, who I didn't know anything about, but I feel like it's a saint that a lot of churches are named after. Like you, like you're driving and it's like, oh yeah, St. Genevieve Church. Like it's something that you see, but like, it's like, it's not really a saint that like, we, we don't really know too much about. Um, and then I come to find out that her just patronage is of France. Um, I, I like France. France is nice. <laughs> and, but she was really, um, she was a small and mighty saint. She started off like uh, really young um, in her work and in her ministry. And she just knew from day one that she was going to serve the Lord. And she just kind of was this, support for the people of France which is why she was like the patroness of of France is cuz she like helped them and sheltered them in the midst of war so she was just really this big support and it wasn't until this very 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 second that i realized that was kind of like the epiphany that i have had throughout advent where i've felt it didn't feel like a big thing until right now because it was just very small in the ways that the Lord was using me throughout Advent of just being a support. So I was just um, throughout like the Christmas season right before, like most of my family got sick with COVID. So I just had to step in and take over in a lot of areas. And this like um, earlier in the month when I was with Lisa, we went to our um a conference and I know she's gonna explain her story about uh, her experience a lot more later but I just felt I didn't know why I was really called to be like present at this experience with her but it was just to be a just a support for her and what she was going through so I just feel like um I can now tie that back into St. Genevieve, who was just like a big support in um, her people uh, at the time. So that's just kind of the epiphany that I had right, right now, right now. Perfect time to have it when we're talking about epiphany. So Ugh. thank you, Lord. <laughs> I don't know what I was uh, going to say but... today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus loves me. <laughs> I think it sometimes seems like people might downplay what it feels like to be a support to another person. I mean, the, I, the vision that I see right now is, is kind of like a tent. If the tent didn't have one of those legs of those poles going down, the whole tent would flop. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that Alyssa was there to support me when I was going through a very difficult time and still having to press forward and work and all of that was like an enormous comfort. And I think, you know, if we um, 
can think of somebody that's kind of like that warm fuzzy blanket that it's just to us that we kind of wraps us and that we can just feel like I'm going through something where I it's so bad but like having you here is just like you're like my my comfort animal almost in the sense you know like I'm just drawing all this um love and and kind of support and even strength from you and and Alyssa is like so dependable and just like always that person that comes through. So like, I knew that like, I didn't have somebody with me that I was just going to have to like handhold or something. She just like had it all covered and she was like setting everything up and making it all come to life. And so if I just needed to like fall apart, which, you know, there were moments of, but like, you know, she, she was there. So, um, Thank you. And I'm glad that guy was teaching you that. And we met. Father but I also Mike. did. Yeah, I did want you to meet Father Mike Schmitz. So. <laughs> Father Mike. so that was a great thing that happened. <laughs> she like actually had a moment with like Father Mike. Like we're uh-huh. all sitting there taking a picture and like turns to her and they're like chatting. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. Got to tell him how much he meant to me and like how much he's touched my life and then afterwards I was like crying you know I was like oh my gosh (laughs) so it was it was lovely it was yeah so I think it was a good advent but something really special that you said to him was that he was a spiritual father to you and I think that you know Mm -hmm. sometimes like we like like father Mike you talk into a microphone or whatever you say these things you have no idea how they can impact another person and um, so he gives his homilies, he gives himself so freely through his podcast and his homilies and his videos. And he has probably, I mean, he has a lot of people that reach out to him maybe and would say the things, but there's probably like tens of thousands of more that I haven't. And it was really cool to hear her be able to express what a spiritual father he's been. He's been to me and to many. So that was very cool. So thanks, Alyssa, for being such a great support. Yeah. Thank You're you. Awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. All right. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Any closing thoughts? You're all right. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's bring on Ann Koshut with Springs of the Desert. I was so excited to have Ann with us um, with this season. We have been getting to know each other through the ministries that we both do. And as I've been writing the fertility um, devotional, I had to reach out to Springs and it just really started this, um, this kinship. I just kind of feel like she's a kindred spirit. And I was so happy that you signed on, even amidst such a bad time for you. Why don't you intro yourself and tell us about it? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. I had just come off a bunch of traveling and then I got COVID and I lost my voice. And that's when I got the email from you. Uh, can you write something and record it? And I was like, um, not so much because I don't have a voice, but, uh, but we were able to work it out and it was just such a blessing and I'm grateful, um, to have gotten the invitation. So, um, I'm Ann Koshut. I'm the co-founder of Springs in the Desert and, um, we are a Catholic ministry whose mission is to spiritually and emotionally accompany and walk with women and couples who are experiencing infertility. And we founded um, Springs in the Desert. I, I co-founded it with my friend, Kimberly Henkel. We were grad school classmates and um, 
later we shared with each other our struggles with infertility and um, the experience that we each had that there wasn't really a lot of pastoral support. There was the medical support and, and the charting and treatments, which are great, but those things didn't really address that kind of heart sickness and, and isolation that we felt. And so that's what prompted us to start this ministry. And I think, you know, Lisa, you had invited me to um, speak about Adam and Eve. And I think that's kind of where, you know, I brought that desert inspiration, that, that idea of um, even though Adam and Eve were together, um, Satan came in and isolated them. Uh, and that's what he does. And that's, you know, what he does to all of us in one way or another. That's how we fall into sin. But it's also how we can fall into uh, different levels of grief or despair with whatever cross we happen to be carrying. Um, and I just want to also mention that we uh, last fall, we launched our sister organization, which Kimberly is heading up called Springs of Love. And that is specifically to help those couples who are discerning the call to fostering and adoption. And so um, springsinthedesert.org, springsoflove.org, if you want to come and visit us. Um, and then I guess the epiphany, well, if you'll bear with me, I really want to make this a brief commercial for the Psalms, and I promise I'm going to pull it right back around. But I think it was probably during the initial um, COVID pandemic that I was introduced to the Psalms, to the Psalter specifically. And that is just a book of the Psalms that is divided up into groupings. There's a fancy Greek world, uh, word called kathisma. And so it's, um, it's broken up into these different groupings. There's 20 of them. And the idea is that you pray the, the Psalter together with a group of people. So ideally 20 people, or though there can be more. And you, on that first day, you each start with a different kathisma, with a different grouping. So you might start praying right in the middle of, of the Psalter. Uh, but the idea is that you begin on the same day, each at a different place, but the entire book of the Psalms is prayed every single day. And I just find that to be so powerful. I fell in love with the Psalms because, I mean, they just go through all of the emotions, right? Um, sadness, anger, a little bit of vengeance is thrown in there sometimes. Um, but but always praise. Like it always comes around to praise and to thanksgiving. And so this year, I wanted to share that with our Springs in the Desert community. And so I invited either individuals or or together spouses to pray the psalms with us so there were there was a group of 20 of us and uh and we prayed the psalms every day and and part of praying the psalter is there's some opening and closing prayers and in that closing prayer you lay out your intentions to the lord but you also pray so you pray by name for every single person in that group and so we're all praying for our own needs, but we're praying for each other too. And while I know this, while I know that we are all a communion of, of saints in heaven and, and the communion of the church, the body of Christ on earth, I know that. But I think this Advent, the epiphany that I had was just really feeling that uh, and understanding it in a much deeper way 
um, really seeing how important it is for us to be in this community, to, to have our friends, the saints in heaven, who we can go to and who are interceding for us, even when we don't ask them, even when we're not, you know, aware of them. And that um, we have this communion, this community here on earth uh, who can intercede, we can intercede for each other. And the way that I I thought to sort of bring it back to, to the slackers and the podcast, right, is that um, when we are at our lowest or our weakest and we can't come up with the words and, you know, we, we have people email us all the time who, who are grieving their infertility and who are really in pain. And they say, I can't pray. I don't know where God is. Um, I don't even know what to say. The beauty that we can pray for each other, that we can literally pick up the slack, right. For, for others who just can't, for whatever reason, because the the pain is too great, the cross feels too heavy, uh, that they can't pray for themselves. We can pray for each other. And and I would imagine that all of us have been in that situation where we just couldn't pray, wouldn't pray, dug our heels in and said, no, God, I'm not talking to you, right? And, And there was somebody, whether we ever found out about it, whether we know it or not, was praying and interceding for us and kind of let that slack out that allowed us to be pulled out of whatever we were in so that we could um, come to to feel some healing, some restoration, Lisa, or um, just to know that God really is there, that he, that he hasn't abandoned us. Um, and I think that's what this podcast does too. Um, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful reminder. Um, and Alyssa, what you were sharing about St. Genevieve, you know, the support, like even just listening to this podcast, just hearing about the saints and people's witness. I think that's so uplifting and restorative. And it reminds us that we're not alone. We're not isolated, um, in this world. You know, when you think of the mystical body, I almost saw like Jesus with this with this cloak on, and all of you were like part of this cloak, and and how like it's just when you have that community and you're going through a, a cross, carrying a cross, be, be it infertility, be it you're going through some other type of loss, because almost everything comes down to some type of grief or loss, right? That. Um, to know that someone's picking up the slack the way that we used to say it was someone standing in the gap for you. Um, but picking up the slack, you know, so perfect analogy um, that it can give you the strength that you need. And also, I find that a lot of people who have trouble praying, if they're if they're able to pray for someone else, that also helps give them some purpose and meaning and, and draws them out because that's what we need when we get so kind of buried within ourselves and so deep into our own sorrows and sufferings. If somebody can help draw us back to giving us a purpose and saying, well, I can use this pain going through to offer it up for you, which is a very saintly thing to do, right? Um, that it kind of draws us back um, to, to Christ and to turning our gaze back to him and, and finding some purpose and meaning, um, springs 
I can't, I can't wait to talk to Kimberly about Springs of Love. We haven't been able to yet, but um, that's personally um, so dear to my heart as my husband and I are going to be fostering to adopt this year. So I'm going to be needing that support. Um, and the, the work that they do is just so, so precious. There was such a huge gap in the church that I'm so glad that Springs of Love and Springs in the Desert have come to fill in. And I couldn't... Um, couldn't love the work that they do more. So <laughs> thank you. And for um, being a support to all of us who are carrying the cross of infertility, uh, for being a beacon of light, for sharing your gifts. And um, man, your, your Adam and Eve was like, just, it was like one of those, those podcasts that you're just like, Oh yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so and it all started with that pig gospel. <laughs> Give a background on that. Yeah, to share that. <laughs> well, so for anybody who is going to watch this on YouTube, you can see the icons behind me. And in fact, there's a beautiful icon of Saints Anna and Joachim that we had written specifically for our ministry because they're our patron saints. Um, so, I, but I'm Byzantine Catholic. And so um, that particular gospel was read in the Eastern church. Um, I guess I was back, back from COVID and thinking about, you know, what I, what I was going to say with the podcast. Um, and so it was that gospel and, um, something really struck me. Um, so it's, it's the demoniac who, the possessed man who is just wild and he, you know, they take him out to the cemetery and they try to chain him up and he breaks the chains. Um, and everybody in the town is afraid of him and, and, um, and Jesus goes and of course heals him. But it, but the gospel says that, um, the devil used to drive him out to the desert or the deserted places. And um, that just really struck me um, when I thought about Adam and Eve and how that really is like the devil's way of operating. He, even if we're, we're with, even in a community like this, like he will try to find ways to come in and, and sort of create a wedge and isolate us and make us feel like we've been deserted. And so, um, so that's how it came about. And I'm just grateful, Lisa, that you indulged me and Caitlin, that you sat down and read that and said, okay, we'll, we'll go with it. Cause it was, it was a little bit off the beaten path. Oh, that's us, right? <laughs> well, I was going to say, Lisa, to some of the things that you were talking about, <clears throat> you know, when we sat down and we were talking about having guest podcasters, one of the things is sometimes we have personal relationships with people that are going to be guest podcasters. And we kind of look at it from a human perspective and we think, man, this person's going through a lot of stuff. Can I really ask this person right now to, you know, give up their time? And Lisa had mentioned um, Heather Labano, who was going to join us tonight. And she, Heather kind of shot me a quick little text message, you know, and she said, it's, you know, it's going to depend on John's health. And, you know, Heather, her husband is really struggling right now. You know, she's, uh, um, he is struggling with brain cancer and she is his caregiver. And Heather was, you know, heavy on Lisa and my heart this year to be a podcaster. And I think that's where Lisa and I kind of yield to the Holy Spirit. And we're like, okay, this is your podcast. 
So you tell us who's going to podcast and we will, you know, we'll, we'll be the instruments of the people that ask, but it's so beautiful. I think even as fellow podcasters, it's beautiful when you read the stories um, that the other podcasters contribute and you know, their life, you know, their struggle, and you're able to see the Lord's work of the podcast through their own life with even them just constructing it. And you see the epiphanies that they have in their own life. And then you know that that's only going to ebb and flow to the people that listen to the podcast. So when Lisa and I were, Lisa and I meet weekly and when we were chatting, she was like, well, this podcast is like so frustrating. There's so many parts that aren't coming together. And we were like, this is going to be awesome. Like there's going to be so many people that the Lord's going to speak through through this podcast, because I'll tell you, if Satan wasn't like beating at the door of frustration and last minute and, you know, just so many issues. And I think sometimes we forget that it's often, it goes back to that, um, what St. Paul said, you know, it's like in our, in our humility and our brokenness is when God, his missions made perfect. You know, and we're able to kind of sit back and say, wow, Lord, this was all you because I had nothing to offer at this moment in my life. And yet you have kind of presented this bouquet for me to, you know, honor you with and honor everyone who's listening. So um, it's beautiful. You know, whenever I wanted to thank personally, I wanted to thank you, Patrick, and you, Anne, for being with us because um, it's a real gift to us to have people come alongside us in the ministry. And um, and Patrick, you know, the extra testosterone really helps here too. <laughs> Blessed are you among women, Patrick, tonight. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Tam, why don't you um, go next and uh, share a little bit? Um, because this this was a this was a tough year for you. And then it was like, you're going to go with the with the big guns. You're going to pull out the Christmas um, nativity uh, reflection. And, um, and 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 that one took a little while, took a little while for us to get there. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. The name Saints for Slackers came from me because I'm the ultimate slacker. <laughs> so, and we know like, that I'm the worst procrastinator. And somehow <laughs> the Lord in his mercy always dimes me out. So, you know, um, yes, this, I was talking about this the other day to somebody. And I said, this for me was the year of like the crushing of the grapes. Like I'm still waiting for the killer bottle of wine that's made out of this situation. But right now, this year was definitely the crushing of the grapes. Um, so my husband struggles with chronic, um, a chronic lung disease. It's actually called bronchiectasis. It's very, uh, very rare. Um, and it's something that he's had for years now. But this past year, um, got a curveball kind of thrown with us as if COVID wasn't enough to kind of rattle the, you know, the foundations of our home. Um, my husband started having um, some memory loss and some um, brain issues that stemmed from his encephalitis that he had had 11 years ago. So we have just been, um, our family has kind of gone into survival mode um, and it's very tough. 
because there's so many emotions that are happening in our home. We have five children, one that started at Franciscan University of Steubenville in the fall. So we're kind of juggling. We're a very tight family. So we were juggling her being gone. And then my husband, um, and I think Patrick, you probably could understand this, you know, just all the feelings that come up when you're the provider, you know, and you just feel the weight of your family um, being removed from you. But at the same time, there's a, uh, a struggle with that. You know, there's a struggle with with the change of your role. And there's also a struggle with um, not being able to be who you want to be on a daily basis. And so Lisa said to me, um, what do you think about doing the Christmas, you know, episode? I'm, I'm like always, you know, fooled into doing stuff. Cause it sounds like easy. I'm like the slacker in me was like Christmas, <laughs> of course, like, what don't, what don't I know about Christmas? And I said, well, actually Lisa, you know, my, um, in my wedding, father Dave Provanka at Franciscan had married Dan and I, and when he was, asking us to choose the readings, I said, well, you know, we've thought long and hard about this and we'd love to do the nativity for our, for our wedding gospel. And he was like, well, this is a first for me, never pulled out the nativity for a wedding. And I said, well, Dean and I really want our mass to be one of conversion. And we really want to share the joy that we have in each other with like our families. And so when Lisa kind of brought this up, I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I can, you know, talk about you know, our family life. And then it just, for me, the epiphany was sort of like a, yeah, this is where my family's struggling. You know, my family is struggling with this joy. My family is, feels a little overwhelmed by the reality of our situation. And I live that reality every day. And it's very easy to feel like you're in quicksand you know, and sometimes even having people ask you like, oh my gosh, how was this? And how was that? And you're just like, you feel like you're sinking lower because people are asking you about your situation and it's bringing to mind the difficulties that you're experiencing. And I feel like the epiphany like that the Lord gave me um, was that star, you know, was that like awe and that wonder, like, where is the awe and wonder in your life? Where's the awe and wonder in your family, in your marriage, you know? Um, and this idea in my own personal ministry and mission that like some people never got the message, you know, some people never saw the star, you know, some people are still waiting for that heralding, you know, of the coming of the Messiah. And, you know, and what are you going to do with that? You know, so this, this year for me, um, you know, 2023 is a year of mission, you know, and I feel like this past year, has been one of hiding for me. My team will tell you that I have been very um, hidden, <laughs> you know, and I've just been like not posting a lot, not not being a big part of the team. I've really just struggled with kind of maintaining my, keeping my head above water. And I feel like the Lord's kind of drawing me out of that hidden space and saying, okay, you've been allowed to be pruned this year because now you need to bear fruit and you need to bear fruit in a different way because the fruit that you're going to be, you're going to bear is one of walking alongside people who have struggled like you do. And now you have a different understanding of that than you thought you had an understanding of it, but now you've really been stripped bare. And we now need to kind of introduce people to this awe and wonder that God has to offer because this world, man, it is just, it's so easy to forget 
who God is and the mightiness of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just see a lot of really like thirsty people. So that's my epiphany. And Patrick, it's real hard to get me talking if you haven't noticed. It's like extremely <laughs> tough. <laughs> you know, you know, Tammy. My uh, our priest was talking and reflecting in his homily about you know what you're very similar to your situation. Like a lot of people think that the quintessential um, nativity was you know Mary Joseph like beautiful and 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 everything was perfect and and um, but really they had one of the toughest experiences. You know, they had first off they were sent off to do um, a uh, um, a census, which is basically the Roman Empire showing that, hey, look, we have power over you guys and, and you guys have to do what we say. And they have to go to their hometown and and they and her traveling pregnant, um, you know, uh, not finding an in and and being uh, surrounded by, um, you know, um, animals like you know, the, the, the sanitation in, in, in that would probably give most nurses a heart attack, you know, like, um, you know, the, the difficulties that they went through and, and Luke, if you, if you watch, if you look at Luke, he has a subtle word that he says, um, in the nativity where he says, he says all of that. And then he says, but Mary pondered on these things. And, and you can, you can see that, it seems like everything is going against you, but Mary was able to find, like you said, the star. She was able to find and ponder on all the works that God has been doing. So like, no matter what depths we go through, whatever difficulties we go through, we can be like Mary, where we ponder on the greater things and not, you know, cause she could have easily said, you know, look, Lord, you're leading me through the worst kind of uh, birth that anybody could ever live. And, and, but she pondered on these things. So um, that's, that's one of my favorite things to reflect on is, is the pondering that Mary does um, constantly. So yeah, very beautiful. Tammy. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. It, it's been a, one of the amazing things is, is being able to journey with each other and then to be able to have these moments where we like reconnect and see what God's been revealing and these epiphanies that have been happening. Um, Tati, we have to bring you on. Tati has been, she was a new contributor <laughs> um, that came to us this year. It was one of those moments with like Holy Spirit just like gifted us from heaven. And you're like, how did we never know you before? And how could we go on without you ever? Um, so Tati came to us. <laughs> And, and then, you know, it was like, she's like, well, I have free time, you know? And I was like, oh, you're, you're not going to for very long. So she got put in charge of sponsorship and she did an amazing job. I mean, we had a couple of our returning sponsors that we had worked with before, but a number of new ones this year. And she orchestrated the entire thing. I mean, you guys, if you saw the behind the scenes, it was like the, the nerds, uh, heaven where I'm like the the one that creates all the processes in the background and all the the workflows and she was like right there with her spreadsheets with me I was like I love you <laughs> so I love spreadsheets uh, yes she does great spreadsheets guys if you ever need a spreadsheet done 
see Tati. So Tati, tell us a little bit about your saint and your epiphany for this year, for this season. Yeah, so my saint was um, San Juan Diego. And I knew the basics of his story. Because um, um, not that you have to be Mexican to know, but I do have like, you know, special places in my heart for like, um, like saints that I can see myself in. So like whether they're Mexican or Latin or female, um, I just, um, it helps me connect with them. Even though, like I say, my gateway saint is St. Francis of Assisi. Like he's the one that got me uh, hooked on saints. Um, but um, yeah, I, it was really fun getting to know even more about San Juan Diego. Like I said, my podcast, his name, like his Nahuatl name, um, um, means talking eagle, right? And it's like so cool because that was like a messenger for like for Aztecs and he was a messenger for God. Like it all just can, I was just like, what? That's crazy. You know, like his name is um, Juan, like the eagle, you know, talking eagle. It was just so cool how that, um, how God works like that. And um, yeah, my epiphany came from more from like the the behind the scenes stuff that I did because um, I've never done anything like this before and um, I'm the baby of my family so I've grown up pretty sheltered and pretty spoiled so like this the past few years I've been learning a lot and this year especially after saying yes to little great love I've learned even more um, which I'm super grateful for but what I learned was that uh, I still struggle with perfectionism and how like I want, I've always wanted to be like a saint very quickly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to get things done so I don't let people down or so I can impress them. And like the saints, they really help me. Um, I guess ground myself because they some of them you know didn't have perfect lives at first and um and like with the sponsorship I made mistakes along the way and I remember this was actually during um while I was in the in adoration chapel like God opened my heart my eyes to like it's okay that I'm not perfect yet. And it's okay that I probably will not be perfect until I'm in heaven, hopefully with him. Like, it's okay that I, that I'm still learning and that I just keep having a spirit of learning. And so I think, you know, the saints helped me with that too. It's just, even though when I hear their stories, because by the way, I'm a, I'm also a huge slacker. So I listened to all the episodes between yesterday and today. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so like I'm hearing, I, I'm hearing their stories and how awesome they are. And I'm just like, I want to be like you one day. Um, but I know I'm not going to be like them tomorrow and that's okay though. Like, um, I'm finding hope in my imperfection because I know that God is with me through all of them and helping me get better and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, that was my epiphany. 
thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful and profound. And uh, speaking as a recovering perfectionist, um, yeah, it, that, I think that's one of the hardest things to learn in the um, in the interior life is that <laughs> I'm always like, you know, that impatience of like just wanting to get it and be there and be done and and you know and. So I joke with God and I'm always like, Hey, I know you're outside of time, but I'm not. So can we like move this along? You know, can we like get to the point here? And like, I've got my list and he's like, Oh, you, I made you, but you know, it's like, he understands all that. Um, but it's a, it's a great reminder to have hope in our imperfections. So thank you for sharing that. I love that. All right. Um, so here we go. I'm going to share my epiphany, which brings us um, to our, our final sharing. And then we can wrap uh, this special um, longer podcast that we always do, you know, for our finale. But um, so as Alyssa had mentioned, we went to Dallas um, and we actually drove on my birthday. My husband and I drove from Austin to Dallas. It's about three, three-ish hours to get up there. Um, my brother lives up there and his family. So we had plans to spend my birthday, have like a birthday dinner. And um, we did all of that. And Alyssa was flying in to join us, um, stay with her uncle, my brother, and then go to the um, the event, that the Catholic marketing event that we were doing with Father Mike and Christophonic. And so um, coming from the uh, restaurant that we had just gone to driving to the airport. It's like nine o'clock at night and there's a major tollway that goes north and south up uh, through Dallas. And um, one of the issues that has occurred with this tollway is that um, they, they no longer have gates that prevent people from coming up the wrong, entering the exit onto the wrong side of, of the tollway. So there's a one of those concrete medians that goes right down the center. There's no shoulder uh, if you're in the left lane because you're right up against that concrete median. So my husband's driving 60-ish miles an hour. And um, there was a, a large vehicle in front of us that we couldn't see around because it was like a, a, I don't know, it was it a truck or SUV or something. At the last second, this vehicle takes a, a very very um, swift jerk to the right. And when they swiftly jerked to the right, we saw headlights and there was a car oncoming traffic right in our lane. So my husband, speed of God, you know, jerks the wheel um, too. And had he not done that, it would have been a head-on collision going over 60 miles an hour. So we were going probably about 60, maybe the other guy was going 70-ish or so. But we basically, um, it it hit the entire side of my husband's side. So I will give a plug here for St. Jude. I had a St. Jude medal on my side of the car and this tucked into the side. There was nothing touched any of them. So this time we're getting two St. Jude medals. We're putting them on both sides of the car um, and everything. Uh, Our car, the back uh, left wheel was ripped off. The car spun. I don't know how many times we were spinning on the highways, a three-lane divided highway. And um, so we're spinning across three lanes. We never hit anybody else. I don't know how that happened. And the car was scraping the ground. I could hear the metal scraping the ground. And in the middle of that happening, I just remember yelling out, Mary, help us. You know, it was just like, and the car stopped. 
or facing oncoming traffic, uh, all the airbags on the sides had deployed our, I think my husband's phone immediately called EMS or the car or something. Somebody called EMS. We were on the phone with a 911 immediately. Uh, took very little time for the police to get there and they secured the scene. So it was like EMS, fire trucks, state trooper, everybody's there. There's a fleet of people and they secured the scene. So they're like directing traffic to try to get off, putting the pylons up because we can't move the car. It's in the middle of the freeway. Um, because it has no tire and everything. And I'm just looking at Mike, it's like, are you okay? Are you okay? The fact that we're both sitting here right now, I just, I was completely stunned that we were both sitting there completely intact. That was not to say that my husband wasn't having some internal injuries, you know, other things that were going on, but both of us could walk and talk and get out of that car intact. And um, the first thing that the state trooper comes over and her last name was Faith, <laughs> walks over to us and she says, you don't understand how glad I am to be talking to you right now. This does not happen in these circumstances. She's like, I, I do this every day and that does not happen. People do not walk away from that. And I just looked her dead in the face and I said, that's why I pray every time I get in the car. We just do not know, guys. We do not know what we're going to come up against, right? So they're sitting there, and I was just remember shaking. It was like cold outside, but I was also in shock that, like, what the heck just happened? And there was a man that was standing in the background, and he was like just very calm, very quiet on the scene. And my husband started speaking to him. He didn't really speak English very much. My husband is fluent in Spanish. I'm not fluent, but I try. And um, Hispanic upbringing, though, and half. And anyways, this man agreed to be a witness because he saw everything that had happened. And he even went over to see because they kept us separated from the man that in the other car. I didn't even see what the car was. I didn't want to talk to him anything. They took care of everything, the police. But he was going over and saying, I, I think he's completely wasted. You know, I think he's like a drunk driver um, and stuff. And like gone over, like he's at least wasted, could be drugs and alcohol. I don't know. But I also think that he possibly could have hit other people um, further further up the road, you know, and kept coming. So we're kind of getting this secondhand information from this man. And I'm sitting there and amidst all of this, Alyssa's at the airport. I'm trying to like get my brother to go pick her up. I'm trying to talk to her to let her know we're going to be there as soon as we can. We have to figure out we don't have a car anymore (laughs) and all these things. So basically, as we're standing there, um, this guy that was on the scene um, gives Mike his phone number. Will you be a witness? Yes. What's your name? Sergio. What? Sergio. That's my father-in-law who's deceased that's what they called him and that was mike's brothers that's mike's brother's name who died in a car accident at 21 years old the same exact name it's not a very common name (laughs) to be standing there that was the man's name and really only speaks spanish and that's how my father-in-law was uh he really only spoke spanish so it was just like our dads were present that was my dad's car that had been gifted to me for for taking care of him while he was dying And that was my father-in-law, you know, kind of sending his little messenger on the scene. That man drove us to the airport. (laughs) Ah, let's try to get through it, guys. Drove us to the airport at 1030 at night and waited for us. And my husband comes out 
at the end, it was like trying to give him some gas money, like 20 bucks to say like, thank you. And he just wouldn't take it. And he smiled and he was like, no, no. And he just left. And that's what broke me. I like did not cry that whole time that we were there. And that was just the kindness of just this man at the end. And I thought that's, that's like a saint right there, man. Like that's just somebody that you sent to care for us. And the, the big epiphanies that I had there was that one, God's care for us, even in the darkest, worst time. How would I provide for my children right when they're going to go through a terribly traumatic? I mean, my husband's still having flashbacks, guys, of the of the headlights on the road, you know, and stuff like that. And having to go to all these chiropractic and doctor's appointments and stuff because of back issues and things like neck issues, things like that. But like God's care to be like, I'm just going to like, I'm going to save you. I'm like, you're going to be intact. I know it's going to be really hard, but who could I even put there right at that moment for you? Then bringing in Alyssa, right? Who stayed up with me while my husband was having to go back out and my brother the next day to take my husband to the ER and all these things. It was like God's provision and care was just so amazing amidst all of that. And the other thing, the big epiphany for me was the Lord had said something before we left and he'd said, what if we didn't try to like finish the year strong, but we tried to finish the year soft. And I thought that is so like the antithesis of everything that I try to do. I am like type A. I like, I want to finish strong. I want to come out on top. I want to be kick asses, the saint kick asses, you know, and stuff like that from season one of the wannabe saints. I, I, I want all of those things. But it was like everything had to diminish. Anything that I thought was important was like, that's second. Our lives are most important right now. Um, rebuilding from here is most important. Um, sales tanked. <laughs> like I had the worst sales of like any that did not have to be important at that time, which was hard because it took a loss, right? You know, and stuff. But it was just like starting to like come back to like what's important just go down and be with my husband's family, be grateful to be alive, hug these people, tell them that we love them, be grateful to wake up and have your, your eyes blinking, your lungs. We have air in our lungs, everything like that. All of these little gifts that we see. And it was so easy to start to really become angry and resentful and I had to buy a new car. And who's this guy? And who, how could you, how could you be so careless? How could you be so negligent? How could you be so, how could you do that to other people, put their lives in danger when you have no care? And the Lord, oh man, talk about calling me out. He said, can you offer up what you're going through for that man's salvation? And that just called me to the carpet right away because I didn't want to. I did not want to. And I had to really face and say, that is something that a saint would do. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to try because if somebody, I guess he's 27 years old, this is what I'm taking from just reading the police report. If somebody could be that careless with their life at 27 years old and do something like that, what have you gone through? What have you gone through to think that that, that would be okay? What are you going through right now in your life um, that you, you would do something like that? And, and it just really, really struck me. So that our suffering can really have meaning and can go for the salvation of souls. And that's the greatest thing that we can do. And that's what the saints did. They learned how to take all their suffering and give it a greater purpose and use it for, for salvation and use it for God's glory. 
So that's the story, guys. That's what happened. Uh, just got a new vehicle. And then the day that we went to go pick up our new vehicle, um, another customer opened their door um, on the lot right into our car and dented our new car. So our car we had for one day, our new car, <laughs> it's back in the shop still. So yeah, so many lessons for this God's little recovery perfectionist here. So many, so many lessons to learn other way, guys. Um, but that's the journey, right? That's what it's about. I am still learning as all of us are. We're still on. We're still slackers that are learning to be saints. And I, I'm so, so grateful for this season. I have learned so much from these incredible people and the ones that weren't able to make it. We had a number of people that really wanted to be here tonight for different reasons, couldn't. Um, but it's been an incredible season uh, for Saints for Slackers. And I hope that you guys won't stop here. We are going to be rolling out our new theme um, in the next week, um, which is wholeness in Christ. We're going to be talking about being well and what that really looks like. So we've got so much more to unpack with you guys that goes way beyond Saints for Slackers, uh, but has all those little juicy nuggets in it that you've come to know and love. Um, any final thoughts as we say our goodbyes, guys? I'll give you each one last round. We'll start with Caitlin and we'll just go from there and we will sign off for season three. Well, I remember on the theme, like you were talking about ending the year gently, and my whole theme has been beginning the year gently. It's like with all of the chaos that's happening around us. I think God just wants us to be gentle with ourselves. And that's like a repeated theme that we see with the saints too, or like they try to beat themselves up. And then God says, no, just focus on me. We're just keeping our eyes on the cross and not focusing on ourselves. Truth, truth bomb. Thank you. Patrick, any final words, parting words here? I think um, a lot of people get intimidated about um, the saints and, and their glorious, you know, like they're on a pedestal. But, you know, the saints are ordinary pe people who have done extraordinary things and they've loved with an extraordinary heart. And that's all you need is uh, a simple way of loving with a heart, uh, generally pointed towards Christ. And, you know, saints fall, they fall down, but um, the saint is the one that gets himself back up or herself. Um, so I just uh, encourage you all to, um, you know, just take it. Um, don't don't be discouraged by the horizon that's in front of you just take it one step at a time um and you'll reach it you'll you'll reach the your goal to holiness because we're all called to holiness and um you know and it would be a devastating that's the only devastating thing in the world is not to be a saint amen Alyssa. um I love the idea of ending the year softly and starting the year softly um that might not be the case sometimes it feels like as like the end of the year can be rough um just after such gatherings and just just a lot of things that happen towards the end of the year um and then leaving you kind of feeling empty towards the beginning of a new year so just starting the year softly I really agree that we should just take a step back before we start our new year Amen. Yeah. What struck me and what you just shared, Lisa, which was so powerful, um, was the thought that it's so easy for us to maybe pick up the slack for people we love 
um, and not so easy to pick up the slack for people we don't love or who have hurt us or, or whatever the case may be. And I guess, um, and, and if it's hard to do that, I mean, God understands that, but, um, I just thought of how many times I was probably that difficult person that somebody thought, oh, I don't want to pray for her. She's, you know, she's, she's too hard to love or, or whatever it might be. And so, um, I think the saints give us that, um, that example of, of praying for not only the people that, that we love, but the people who um, maybe especially need our prayers and our intercession because they are at a place that is, um, is really low. And maybe there's nobody else who, who is picking up that slack for them. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Tammy. So I just, my last couple of thoughts are for those who maybe just joined us for this third season, you know, don't be afraid to go back to season one and two and learn beautiful things about some of the other saints. Maybe God's just starting to plant seeds within your heart and that there's certain saints that are looking to journey with you. Um, I'm a storyteller. I love inspirational stories and my, um, my 13 year old was struggling with um, having really bad um, images and stuff at night, like just being really afraid to sleep. And, um, you know, we've journeyed with the saints since season one, you know, my family is, we, we kind of based around the saints and she's ready to be confirmed this year. And we were chatting and she said, mom, I'm just so hard when I go to sleep. And she has been looking to um, adopt Padre Pio as her confirmation sponsor or say, and I said to her, you know, Padre Pio had a a real devotion to the rosary. And I said, you know, maybe when you go to sleep, why don't you, why don't you pour your rosary out, you know, and why don't you pray um, and ask the Lord to just bless your thoughts, you know, and to kind of encase you um, in this improtection as you sleep. And she said, oh, you know, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to do that. You know, she said, because I really do think Padre Pio um, wants to be my confirmation saint. Well, the very next day she was getting a package from my mom for her birthday. And my mom and I hadn't talked and she's opening up all these little gifts. And the last thing she opened up was this envelope. And as she opens it up and she looks inside it, she looks at me and she's like, did you talk to grandma? And I was like, what, like this morning? Like, we, just, we just had this conversation last night. And she pulls out this Padre Pio rosary. And she just kind of looks at me. And we're both just kind of staring in awe. And the note from my mom was, this came in the mail, you know, with some places I support. And I just felt like the Lord wanted you to have it. And she knows nothing about her confirmation, saint. She knows nothing about her not sleeping and us just talking about the rosary. And my daughter and I just kind of like just sat there and we were just like, you know, the saints, they do. They find us, you know, and we have this ability to kind of lean in and see what's what's the fruit from this relationship going to be, you know, and it was beautiful. She woke up the next morning and she was like, mom, I had the best sleep I've ever had, you know, and she's just been really good about pulling that rosary in every night and kind of offering herself that that freedom of her mind. So I'm just very uh, grateful to be a part of this podcast. I am. Um, 
I'm just looking forward to seeing how it continues to bless people. And I would ask, I would, I would really ask anybody that watches this to get in touch with Lisa. If there's something that's like profoundly affected you, because it's such a gift to all of us podcasters to be able to see the fruits of the work that we do and to be able to see the ways that God is, is blessing others through this podcast. Amen. Sister, preach it. All right, Tati, bring us out. Bring us out. What you got? Um, so I just want to say thank you to all the both the podcasters, guests, guest podcasters, the sponsors, um, and like everyone on the Little Great Love team for just like listening to the Holy Spirit for with this initiative because I know that the saints, like learning about the saints has helped me a lot in my spiritual journey. Um, I really would not be where I am now without them. And so I know how important this is, um, just spreading more awareness of the saints and just showing people that, yeah, they, like Patrick said, they are ordinary people like us and that they just never, they never gave up on trying to love God more each day, even when they made mistakes, um, when they weren't perfect, you know, they just kept surrendering to our Lord and asking forgiveness and just just loving him more each day. So um, I'm super grateful for this podcast and like getting to learn more about saints. I didn't know saints. I do know, and, you know, just hearing everyone's reflections. They were, they're very inspiring. So thank you. Couldn't have said it better myself. So on behalf of all of us, um, thank you to our amazing guests of this season, all 11 of you here and not here. Um, all of our sponsors, all of our listeners, my entire team, the crew that was pulling the weight back here behind the scenes to get this all done. It's been amazing and we can't wait um, to continue the journey. So let's keep um, seeking the Lord together. Uh, we, You guys have to look up these other ministries that were working with us um, and support them as well. And uh, if you know somebody that's going through some of the things that can get to some of these other ministries, please, please share that. Um, we need each other. We definitely need each other. So on that note, um, I guess we'll ask all of the saints of this season, particularly to pray for us and especially of those that um, were, we spoke of tonight and ask for their intercession as we proceed into 2023. Thank you for um, joining us and God bless you all. Good night.